0: Hey Body Science Family, this is Harriet Walker, and we are here for episode three of the Body Science Lifestyle Academy podcast. So we've covered a lot of a couple of topics so far, um, and this week we are covering the hot topic of gut health. So each week we choose a topic and we go into more depth and it's bigger than salted caramel and unicorns. Um, Gut health is getting a lot of attention and you know what, rightly so. It's a new area of science that we're finding out more and more and more. Today, I wanna have a bit of a discussion around what is the gut? Um, Why is it so important? A little bit of how, how it works and then some of the really practical things that we can take away and do right now um, with gut health. And because it's a topic that's still pretty new, um, some of the more practical aspects are probably seemingly simple. I think this topic's definitely gonna grow as we get more of an evidence-based approach happening. But there's definitely a few simple things that you can do to optimize your gut health and we will cover that today. So, it's a big it's a big it's a big topic, so sit back, grab a pen and paper and let's get cracking. So, did you know that around 10% of your body weight is bacteria? Yep. So, it's kind of gross to think about, but there's probably about 2 kilos of bacteria living in your gut. Now, someone said to me the other day, "Oh, well, you know, I could easily lose 2 kilos if I got rid of that." I'm like, "Yes, that would be funny, um, but you wouldn't actually last all that long, uh, without your little gut bacteria, uh, microbiome. And, um, I'm going to discuss why. So the microbiome is a term, the sort of scientific term that we use to describe the bacteria in our gut and all their genetic information that they carry as well. So for every one human cell that we have, um hair skin nails or whatever it is that makes us human there are 10 bacteria bacterias um that make up in our gut so we're actually one part human um and then 10 parts bacteria so you're starting to build a bit of a picture about there's a like a whole nother being that we're carrying around day to day um, there are seven main groups of bacteria, um, and there's over a thousand different varieties of bacteria that we carry around in our gut, and these are just the ones we know about. And when it comes to gut health, there's more that we don't know than we do know. Um, the microbiota, or you know, our gut, starts um, developing f- pre-birth, so even when you're in Mum's tummy, uh, we are developing our gut bacteria profile. Uh, When we're born within the first two and a half years are the most important developmental points when it comes to building your gut. This is when we get introduced to lots of different species um, of bacteria, when we're putting things in our mouth and discovering the world, um, what we eat, what mum eats, they're all introducing different kinds of bacteria into our gut. So by the time we're two and a half, we've actually got pretty much what we're set for for life, but there are some elements that do change um, into our adult years, and that makes it really important to look after our gut. Um, So the two biggest things that impact our gut health would have to be our environment, um, how we live our life day to day, and also really critical is our diet. So this is why a lot of people are going on about gut health at the moment because in our society when there is fast food everywhere and we're probably a little bit more time poor than we used to be, we're not making as much food from scratch anymore. Um, we're seeing a bit of a, a veer away from our traditional gut profiles when we're eating a traditional diet and we're seeing changes in the modern person, um, which is potentially leading to those increase in lifestyle-related diseases. So we know things like uh, specific cancers um, and heart disease are linked um, to poor gut health. Um, and there's potentially autoimmune um, impacts there as well, Um, and also up to mental health. Um, There is a lot of great research on the gut-brain axis and the relationship between our gut health and our brain. So we're looking at cancers, we're looking at autoimmune diseases, we're looking at um, anxiety and depression as being um, diseases that are impacted by our gut, which, which again is why everyone's talking about it. So what does our gut actually do? What do these um, little little bugs carrying around in our body actually do for us? Well, the first thing is they actually form part of the gut lining. So they help contain the foods that we eat. They help to digest the food. So food passes through small intestine into the colon. And this is where we'll find... Most of the gut bacteria. There is bacteria all throughout our digestive tract, but the predominantly the large amount of the population will be in the colon. Um, and they actually help us digest our food, they help us extract the energy from our food. Um, they form a part of our immune defense. So, you know, our gut being one of our first lines of defense for from pathogens, so you know, bad bugs that we might be exposed to in our diet, our gut is the first place where those things might be handled. So when we've got poor gut health, we are opening ourselves up to more um, more illness. Um, helps us with digestion and mood regulation. So serotonin is our happy hormone. Actually a large amount of that brain chemical is produced from the cells in our gut. Um, And this is when we talk about the gut-brain axis um, again. When we've got disruptions in our gut, we see there's a change in um, the profile of the microbes in our gut, and that's generally reflected in mood. So the more we get into this research, the more we can see that first line defense with um, anxiety and depression, one of the best things you can do for yourself Um, you know in conjunction with working with your you know your medical team is working on your diet and making sure that that is in check Um, so we know that research shows that symptoms of anxiety and depression we see changes in the gut profile Um, we know that when people are overweight and obese there's a change in um, micro profile They've even done some really fantastic studies where they've taken um, mice which have had their gut um, sterilized, so they've taken all the bugs out, they've taken the microbes from an overweight mouse, implanted that into the gut of the, um, the lean mouse, and within an amount of time that mouse has become overweight. So that is a really um, obvious example, the way in which we can actually start, um, though the microbes in our gut can extract more energy from the food than just our own digestive processes. Um, and we're seeing this in these mouse models. We know that mouse models aren't um, be all and end all, and there's, you know, there's definitely, um, time that needs to be spent to actually dig down and see that what mechanisms are causing this um, change in weight but it does have something to do with the you know, the microbes extracting more these specific types of microbes in uh, overweight obese mice extracting more energy and that causing that uh, inability to um, shift the kilos um, so like i said there's over a thousand different species of bacteria but there are two main groups that we can um, we can work with Um, and when it comes to things like probiotics and prebiotics it's a really good place to start to understand more about your gut Um, so probiotics are the um, living organisms bacteria, yeast, fungi that we can consume on a regular basis. Um, we can get from our diet to introduce some of more beneficial bacteria into our gut. It's not necessarily a matter of being good versus bad. We kind of need all the bacteria that are in there. It, it's a community. Um, but we want to make sure that we give the most real estate to the happy bacteria, the good bacteria. Um, and have those healthy probiotics consumed on a regular basis, crowding out the less optimal bacteria. So you can understand if you're living a poor lifestyle, um, you don't have a great diet, you're cr- constantly stressed. Um, if you are exposed to a pathogen like E. coli, or those bacteria that cause us to be sick, we don't have the good bacteria to crowd it out it's got more of a chance to spread itself out and cause illness, and that's really one of the key points where that sort of illness starts and our immune function starts failing us. So, by consuming probiotics on a regular basis, um, we can making we can be sure that we're sort of introducing those good bacteria and crowding out the bad bacteria every day so people talk about probiotics and this is a question i actually got asked Um, somebody wrote in and asked okay what's what's with probiotics should i be taking a probiotic on a regular basis and that's a really fantastic question Um, probiotics definitely assist us to improve our gut profile um, especially when we've got acute cases of gut illness um, such as you know barley belly coming back and having um a bit of the the diarrhea diseases from traveling overseas Uh, a probiotic can help introduce some of those beneficial bacteria, but the thing is as soon as you stop taking it that beneficial that benefit ceases as well so if we're going to be taking a probiotic we want to make sure that we're not just taking a single strain you know if there's over a thousand different varieties of bacteria in our gut one's not really going to do anything we want to make sure that we're having a broad spectrum or a, um, a probiotic that's got a specific um, need for that the issue and this is something you can talk to your doctor about um, but we need to be taking on a regular basis um, then we can look at prebiotics so we've got the probiotics which are the mac- the bacteria and then we've got their prebiotics so you feed yourself Your bacteria helps you to consume the foods you eat, but what feeds the bacteria? This is the pro the prebiotics. So this is your food for your bacteria. These are the non-digested, non-digestible carbohydrates, the fiber that we get from our diet. The undigestible carbohydrates pass through the digestive tract into the colon, into the small, through the small intestine, into the colon and start getting broken down further by the bacteria. And the bacteria then produce um, molecules called short chain fatty acids, this is kind of like bacteria poop, if you want to put it um, childishly. Um, And these short chain fatty acids help to nourish your gut as well. So it's one big symbiotic relationship. I kind of describe it to my clients if we're going to put it in a really simple term imagine there's an elephant in the Sahara with a little bird on its back your gut bacteria your gut microbes are kind of like the little bird and you're the big elephant um, the elephant protects you from the uh, all the animals that are um, looking hunting you down in the Sahara and then in turn the little birds sitting there consuming all the bad pathogens the bad Um, bugs and creepy crawlies off your skin to keep you healthy as well so it's a two-way street and by making sure that we're having a diet that's rich in fiber we're actually giving back to our bacteria and making sure that we're nourishing it in a way that it really likes so foods such as legumes whole grains fruits vegetables The food chemicals like polyphenols that we get in our food, these are all foods that our gut loves and that we need to get on a regular basis to nourish it. So in a world where fiber is something that we all need to be thinking about um, and we do not consume enough of, um, making sure that these unprocessed whole foods are consumed on a regular basis is the biggest investment that we can make into ensuring that we've got a healthy gut. So there is a lot of information out there about gut health. There are a lot of different approaches um, that we can take, but um actual day-to-day things that we can do consistently on a regular basis are gonna mean that we don't have to take those. Um, curative um, approaches later on down the track and it's actually the small things done on a regular basis like consuming a fiber-rich diet filled with legumes, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, polyphenols, tea, coffee. Um, They're the things that we need to be doing to nourish our gut Um, and it's less about the one-offs probiotic for two weeks and then you forget to take the rest of the bottle um, or you know taking um, doing lots of different testing right now we we really do need more evidence um, about what works and what is important with the gut Um, but there are a few key things that we can do Um, fermented foods uh, we can have on a regular basis as well which contain those probiotics we were talking about so fermented foods um contain the gut microbes lactobacillus might be something that you might be familiar with um that we get from yogurt consuming fermented foods such as yogurt kefir, sauerkraut apple cider vinegar kombucha they can all really help us to um, improve the healthy bacteria profile in our gut um, and that's definitely something that I discuss with my clients on a regular basis. It's not about, you know, relying on, um, lots of supplements and lots of, you know, most lotions and potions when it comes to gut health. Really, if we can reduce our stress level, um, we know that stress definitely impacts our gut health, um, and in turn, obviously also has that impact on mood as well. And if we can increase our fruit and vegetable intake, um, we will be less reliant upon having to make big changes later on. So really, um, there are a couple of principles here when it comes to good health and good nutrition um, and we'll probably cover this on a few different um, angles when it comes to this podcast. We're looking at um, you know, building a healthy lifestyle, how do we build a healthier body, how do we get fitter, happier, healthier on a regular basis. And we're really starting with the basics here and they're basics that people kind of overlook because they're not as, you know, sexy as a latest fad diet. Um, but these are principles that if we can follow and we can follow consistently, um, we can actually start working on fine tuning our diet. Um, and. If I was going to name the one thing that I was really wanting to look after this year, um, that is definitely my gut health. I've got heaps of clients that um, come to me with various, you know, IBS symptoms, or they're stressed and they're not feeling quite right. They get a little bit, you know, bloating in the stomach. Um, and before I get too tricky with them, I really get them to review their fibre intake, their water intake, how much sleep they're getting. Are they overstressed at work? Some of these things we can't change straight away. I know that. Um, I know that you know work is something that we all have to deal with, and we can't just quit our jobs and go to the Bahamas. I would like to be able to do that, but unfortunately, no. Um, but things like increasing vegetable intake, increasing fruit intake, two pieces of fruit a day, um, water intake. Um, to help hydrate us and keep our um, digestion and our bowels moving efficiently um, and making sure that we're getting that seven to eight hours of sleep per night. These are the cornerstones to good health and this is what um, the Body Science Healthy Lifestyle Academy is all about. It's giving the basic tools um, to build a healthier, happier lifestyle, um, to build that best body yet and getting your very own health professional in your room, giving you the tips that you need to make those changes. So if we're gonna double back and get take some key takeaways from today, um, we know that we're carrying around two kilos of bacteria in our gut. Um, the microbiome is what we're talking about there. Um, there's thousands, of, there's hundreds of different varieties of gut bacteria um, and they are impacted by environment and by diet. Um, we can ensure that by consuming probiotics, the bacteria um, from food, from fermented foods, that we can increase the healthy, happy bacteria in our gut and crowd out those pathogenic bacterias. Um, we can increase the prebiotic foods in our diet. So those, um, foods that are rich in fiber, legumes, whole grains, fruits and vegetables, polyphenols in tea and coffee. They all contribute to a happy, healthy gut. Um, And just making sure that we're practicing those simple self-care things like getting um, getting to bed on time and making sure that you've got adequate rest and recovery. So there's some key takeaways there that you can probably implement. I'd suggest maybe choose one of those things and try it out for a week and see if you can do it consistently Um, if you chose one thing each week or even every couple of weeks to um, implement just think by the end of the year you're going to have a lot of different changes that you've made consistently so that's gut health 101 you could spend hours talking about that but that's probably a good place to start um, definitely keep your eye out on the research this is going to be a topic that's not going to go away if you have any further questions I am always happy to answer so get in contact with us we've got our social media channels if you want to find out more, we well, have got YouTube um, heaps of other people over there on the YouTube channels as well so go have a surf around there otherwise feel free to get in contact and I will see you next time Um, for our next episode of the Body Science Active Lifestyle Academy. So thanks for having me.